basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. We're on Instagram at all.pacers for all your daily Pacers news and content with our great community of fans. With me, Jeremy, is Jack. How are what you up? doing, Jack? I'm doing good, man. I um, am riding a high right now because these Pacers in gold and blue look great. Yes, they do. They've been really good recently. Mm. We'll be getting into that later. Also with us is our producer, Breezy. Yo, yo, yo. Check it out, guys. Where were you? November 2nd, 2002. No idea. <laughs> um, you were probably in school, I hope. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I was in college then. Oh, in 2000. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> just kidding. Jack no. just celebrated his 50th birthday. <laughs> um, where were you? November 2nd, 2002. Pacers beat the Wolves by seven. Also, in 30 minutes of playing time. Jonathan Bender, 15 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks, and a plus minus of plus five with a 16.5 game score whatever that is, on B-Ball Reference. Great game for Jonathan. Maybe the best of his career. <laughs> Stats you never knew you needed. Right there. For sure. Was, was that his best game? I mean, his career high, I think, is 22, according to this. Hold on. Game highs. Career high is 22 for points. Career high rebounds is 11. Um, these were all this season from the same 0203 season that I just referenced the the Wolves game. Um, a player with higher career highs in both those categories is TJ Leaf. Ooh. So what's that tell you about Jonathan Bender? Not a lot. <laughs> not a, that's not a good sign. That's all I'm saying. All right. Anyway, Jeremy, sorry. Well, thanks for that stat, Breezy. Also, shout out to Basketball Reference for being a great reference for basketball. Yeah, and a great reference for Jonathan Bender. Speaking of shout-outs, Jack, you have some shout-outs for us today. Yeah, I do. Hey, uh, so since our pod's kicked off, we've gotten some great reviews from you guys, and a ton of you have reached out on Instagram and messaged us, and we've just loved getting to know you and um, discussing Pacers with you and talking about the future of this podcast with you as well. So I just want to give some shout-outs to some of our fans and listeners uh, who have reviewed so far, and thank you. But let's just go ahead and get started. So shout-out. I'm going to try to say some of these names because some of them are tough. Some of our European fans. Willem Seppel. Willem Seppel. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm sorry if I just butchered your name. Willem Seppel. Skokrow. Silogan. Sander. VD Galian. You think that sounds right, you guys? It could be VDG Alien. Sure. Garrett. Saminski, thank you. Shout out to Pacer's dad. <laughs> For all you Pacer dads out there, I guess. Just came together. Charlie Schneck, Dieter, cool guy, and Scalabrizi. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome, bud. Dude, really appreciate that. Um, helping this podcast move forward. All you guys were so appreciative for um, all that you've done to help us uh, just have some more passion about the Pacers in small ways and big ways, too. So uh, just wanted to shout out you guys. And if you are listening and you haven't given a review, um, make sure you do send us a screenshot on Instagram. We'll give you a shout out next podcast. Also, if you have a tough name to pronounce, please send us an audio recording of how to pronounce your <laughs> name because that'll help a ton. Um, if I missed anybody too, I'm sorry, message us, um, at all dot pacers and we'll get you, um, next pod. All right. So you heard him say the name TJ leaf. Ugh. Oh, 
coming in hot right right off the bat. Oh, is my mic on for that? Uh, we're going to be talking about TJ Leaf a little bit today. So we're recording this on Monday, November 4th. TJ Leaf just had a really good game against uh, the... Well, uh, he had a good game against the Bulls last night, coming off a really bad game against the Cavs on Friday. His career high, if for those who don't know, 28 points scored in the last game of last season in a win against the Hawks. And we're going to play a quick game here with Jack. Jack, take it away. Yeah, so um, TJ Leaf has been so frustrating to me, to pretty much every Pacers fan, I would guess. Um, maybe not Austin. I guess Austin likes players with bad stats. <laughs> Yo, look, <laughs> obviously they picked up TJ Leaf's option next year for a reason. I mean, there's something there. I guess I can't disagree with that, but they also picked up his option before the first five games of the season before they got to see him play. And I mean, he's been bad. Like if Jakar Sampson starting over you, then that's not a good sign. So put some respect on my boy Jakar's. Yeah, we like Jakar Sampson. Don't get me wrong. But like for someone who's 21 or 20, how's TJ leave? 22, 21 Uh, around there. Yeah, I might just be guessing his jersey number, but um, I know he's young. And that's probably why they want to keep investing in him. And he seems like a nice dude, too. But, like, dude, he has been so bad. One of the worst players I've ever seen play in this first five-game stretch. Last night, I, I mean, I don't know where that came from, um, if he just knew how people were feeling um, or if he was just playing against that young and was getting rebounds because of that. But, like, he had 13 and 15 last night. Yeah. Man. That is crazy to me. How in the world does TJ Leaf do stuff like this? Right when I was ready to trade him, definitely for cash considerations, maybe a hundred bucks for like a washing machine. <laughs> then he comes back and does this, and it's like, where's his trade value at now? Maybe still non-existent, but <laughs> I would sell high and still take the washing machine. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends what kind of brand of washing machine it is. Like if it's a what's a brand of washing machine? I actually don't know. A Maytag. Oh, if it's a Maytag, yeah, we'll take that for sure. I think that's a washing machine brand. Yeah, it definitely is. I've seen those commercials. But anyway, sorry for that tangent. Let me talk about TJ Leaf's career high. And what I did is I went through every single player from his draft class in 2017, and I wrote down a handful of them who uh, have similar, for the most part, similar uh, career highs or some of them way higher, only a couple of them way higher. But um, Jeremy, I'm going to read a name, and you have to tell me if their career high in scoring is higher or lower than TJ Leafs. Do you want to do this? Yeah. It's going to be fun, okay? I'm excited. Yeah, and for all of you playing at home, try to guess two. Maybe write it down. Send me which ones you got right on Instagram, and hopefully you don't cheat because this is going to be fun. All right, so Jeremy, I have a lot of players too, so we don't have to read through all of them, but um, Let's just do do like 200 or so, and then we'll move on from there. Okay, let's do it. That's exactly how many I have. So let's let's go. Um, that's not true. I have a little less. So you ready? 2017, number one overall draft pick. Do you know who it was first? In 2017? Yeah. No. Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah. I'm bad with drafts. I don't remember. That's okay. Um, Markel Fultz is kind of forgettable, too. Markel Fultz, career high is what? Is it higher or lower than TJ Leafs of 28? I'm going to go lower. Lower, 16. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Lonzo Ball was drafted, too. Do you know what his career high is? Uh, I'm going to say lower. It's higher. It's 29. TJ Leaf has scored one less point than the famous, famous, famous Lonzo Ball. So Lonzo Ball is one point better of a player than TJ Leaf, according to this stat. (laughs) I don't, I don't love 
<laughs> ranking players' abilities by career highs. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. All right. Well, Jeremy said his opinion. Um, my opinion is Lonzo Ball is one point better than TJ Leaf. Uh, Jason Tatum's next. Uh, higher. 34. That is correct. Jeremy, you are on a roll. You are two for one. Josh Jackson was fourth. Guess what his is? I'm going to say lower. Higher. Wow. He actually, in one game, scored 36 points. Josh Jackson, who isn't he in Europe now or the G League? Where's Josh Jackson at now? I couldn't tell I can't you. remember where he went. Yeah, exactly. Like His career is just not panned out the way that it should have. He has a higher career high than Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, and Markel Fultz. Wow. And TJ Lee. That means he's, according to you, he's a better player. So he should be in the NBA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just going to read through a bunch of these quickly. Um, and then just tell me where you think TJ Leaf ranks in these next four players I read, okay? Okay. De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac, Laurie Markkinen, and Frank Nitalikina. Okay, so is it all this? Is it the same for all four of them? No, they all have different. But where do you think from one to five, TJ Leaf is in that list? Oh, okay. I think he is third. He is third. Woo! Marking with thirty-five. De'Aaron Fox with thirty-one. TJ Leaf with twenty-eight. Jonathan Isaac with twenty-four. And Frank Nitalikina with eighteen. That's no surprise. Yeah, uh, that's exactly how I would have ranked him as well. So. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> um, Okay, and then I'll read four more, okay? And then we'll move on. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, Luke Kennard, John Collins, and Bam Adebayo. Donovan Mitchell, Luke Kennard, John Collins, and Bam Adebayo. Uh, I think I put him third again. So here's the list. Donovan Mitchell first with 46, the highest career high in this draft class. Second, John Collins with 35. Third, Luke Kennard with 30, who scored (laughs) that against the Pacers this year. The mighty Luke Kennard. Fourth, TJ Leaf with 28. Fifth, Bam Adebayo with 22. I did not know that some of those guys had that many points in a game. Yeah, crazy. Um, but the point is, is like, TJ has 28. It's better than Marco Fultz. I'm just going to go through the list real quick. There's not that many, I guess. But Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Frank Nidalekina, Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Bam Adebayo, Justin Patton, DJ Wilson, Jarrett Allen, OG Ananobi, Derek White. I mean, that's a pretty good list of names right there. And you're telling me TJ uh, Leaf has no on. trade value? And put an asterisk by the Derek White. He did have like 33 in a playoff game last year. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that. That's true. So, yeah, my point is, yeah, TJ Leaf has had a rough start to the season. And, yeah, I'm ready to get rid of him. But for you guys to sit there and say he has no trade value is crazy to me. I think he's shown that he can put up these stats in games where players or where teams play their starters. And there's definitely potential there still. All right. Yeah. The Hawks did play their starters in that game, but it's the last game of the season, meaningless for both teams. So there's not a ton of trying going on. It was 135 to 134. No one's playing defense. It's saying because he had one game with 28 points and then another game with 13 and 15, that's two games in his whole career where he's been impressive. Can you think of a third where he's impressed you? Um, Maybe a game in high school. Exactly. <laughs> I I actually tried to look for a trade for TJ Leaf before we started this podcast, and there's there's nothing. No, there's, there's something, dude. I can't think of a player I would want in return for him who is going to give us even the value that we get from TJ Leaf right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, it might even be tough for a team to give us a second-round pick, but 
I think, I mean, I I'd, think we would be the team that has to package a pick with him. Yeah. No so, one's going to give us a pick for him. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I think you're right. I agree. TJ Leaf doesn't have value right now. <laughs> Hang on. He has value. I, I described him as a, a minute filler. That's, that's his role. Just come off the bench, get your minutes, just do your job. Right. And we'll be fine. And not really do anything. Right. Yeah. We don't need him to do a ton. Like if he can rebound as well as he showed yesterday, then great. That's let that be your role. The problem is he can't shoot or really defend very well. Yeah, which is part of the reason we drafted him was because he was going to be a stretch four that could shoot the three. Last year he shot twenty eight percent from the three, and this year I don't even know if he's. I mean, he hit a three last night, but has he hit one before that? I I think he's just hit one three this season. So. Not looking good as a shooter, not looking good as a player. Um, and Jeremy has already labeled him as a minute filler. <laughs> so it's not looking good for hey, TJ. Every Leaf. every team needs needs those guys. You gotta have guys off the end of the bench. That's just how it is. Yeah, and but wouldn't you rather have Zach Randolph or someone? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. So I also uh, thought it'd be fun to look up Oladipo's career high. Um, do you know what his career high is? I actually don't. Um, 47, which is pretty cool. So I looked up players who have similar career highs to Oladipo. I went through a huge list, so I might be missing some good ones. But I'm going to name some players. Some of them are higher. Some of them are lower. I want you to try to guess where Oladipo is in these. I'll read two names at a time. Or do you want three? Uh, Let's do three. Okay. Yeah, that might be more fun. Okay, ready? Hakeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd. Um, third. Hakeem Olajuwon with 52. Oladipo with 47. Magic Johnson with 46. Oh. Jason Kidd with 43. I had Magic and Depot flipped. The fact that some of these players are on this list and Oladipo has a higher career high blows my mind. Like, he has a higher career high than Magic Johnson and Jason Kidd. And, and, I, ki- and according to Jack, that means he's a better player than either of those guys. Hey, I would love to see them play against each other head to head in the game because to me, it's a toss up at this point between Magic Johnson and Victor Oladipo. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to cut that from the pod too. Nope. No, let's keep it. Let's keep it. All right. <laughs> Here's three more names. Chris Webber, Pau Gasol, Kawhi Leonard. Ooh. I think he is second. Chris Webber, 51. Oladipo, 47. Pau Gasol, 46. Kawhi Leonard, 45. Wow, another 46. Another 46. I got got two more lists for you, okay? All right, I'm ready. Next list. Here's three names. Amari Stoudemire, Joel Embiid, Julius Irving. Um, first. Great guess. Amari Stoudemire, 50. Oh. Oladipo, 47. Joel Embiid, 46. Another 46. Wow. Julie Serving, 45. Huh. I would not have put Amari first out of those. Yeah, crazy, huh? Guys. Yeah. Um, he definitely had the benefit of having a great point guard in Steve Nash who wanted to get him the ball. Is Oladipo the second best player on that list? No. <laughs> well, I mean... Agree to disagree. Next list. And final list. You ready? Wait, here's a good question. Let's hear it. Is Prime Oladipo better, which maybe he's not even hit his prime yet because he's only 27. Is Prime Oladipo better than Prime Amari Stoudemire? I mean, I guess they're different players, so it's hard to gauge. Yeah, that's hard to gauge. Um, Great question. Both have had uh, rough knee injuries. I just, I find it really hard to compare active players, especially active players towards the front end of their career against, like, all-time great players. So, like, comparing Oladipo and Dr. J is super tough. What about Oladipo and Magic Johnson? That one's easy. <laughs> Oladipo. Yeah, easy. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. 
No, there's like Oladipo is every opportunity to become a player who can be talked about in that class of player, but it's just it's hard to put him there right now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But by the end of his his career, easy, right? Right, number one player all time. Number one, and forty seven is not going to be his career high for his whole career. Right, one hundred and three. Whoa, <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Jer- uh, Jeremy stated that Oladipo will score one hundred and three points in one game in his career. All right, final list. You ready? John Havlicek. Dwight Howard, Bob Cousy, Monty Ginobili. I gave you five, sorry. Well, five including right, can, you, can you read them again? Read them one more time. Yeah, let me remember which ones it was. John Havlicek, Dwight Howard, Bob Cousy, Monty Ginobili. I'm going to put him first again. First, okay. Here's the order. Monty Ginobili with 48. Oladipo with 47. Dang. Bob Cousy, 46. Dwight Howard, 45. John Havlicek, 43. Huh. From the 86 Celtics, John Havlicek. Point is, Oladipo's better than a lot of these guys, clearly. <laughs> and, I mean, there's... there's, I don't... Actually, I don't know if I'd say that definitively, but there's a lot to be uh, happy with Oladipo for and hopeful for the future with Oladipo as well, so... Yeah, for sure. Having Just having a game with a score that's in the same realm as a lot of those players is super impressive, no matter who you are. Definitely. So I thought that'd be fun to share. Um, also, real quick, here's some players that... TJ Leaf has scored the same amount career high um, or better than. You ready for this list? I'm excited. Okay. So, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to Brian Scalabrini, who had 29, one point better than TJ Leaf's career high. Brian Scalabrini, you know who you are. Shout-out. All right, next, here's 28s. JaVale McGee, Matt Bonner have 28. Tied TJ Leaf for career highs. Next, Darko Milicic, 25. Muggsy Bogues, 24. LaRue Martin, 22. Manute Bowl, 18, and the mighty, mighty Jonathan Bender with 22. <laughs> so TJ Leaf's better than those guys um, in career-high scoring. Oh, well, tied with JaVale McGee and Matt Bonner. Well, if TJ Leaf can have the career of Matt Bonner, I think that's a huge success. That's story. a huge success. For Matt Bonner, just giant fan favorite. Like, he could play decently well. Like, TJ Leaf should aspire to be that guy. Like, I would love to Hit have shots. a Matt Bonner type on the team. Yeah, that's... Let's get a Coach B. We'll call him Coach T. Ooh, okay. Love it. All right, so that's my segment for TJ Leaf and Oladipo. I hope it was entertaining enough for you, Jeremy, and all of you listening at home. It was. That was great. Thanks, Jack. We want to talk about the games from last week. Boy. Oh, thoughts already, Jack. Oh, I got plenty of thoughts, but I'll let you finish. Well, last time we recorded, we were 0-2. We are now 3-3. and We had a pretty good week, but it did start out with a loss again against the Pistons, but it got much, much better from there. Take us away, Jack. Yeah. Um, not only did we lose to the Pistons and, I mean, also the first two games of the season, so we started out 0-3, but we've also lost some players to injury too, but we'll talk about that in a second. So as far as the Pistons game, Andre Drummond yet again did whatever he wanted. He's doing it to everybody. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's a contract year. We kind of expected this. He's one of the few players in the league that can put up 20 points, 20 rebounds, and do it easily. TJ Leaf almost can do that. He's getting there. Just kidding. <laughs> We've talked about TJ Leaf so much so far. Like, we just need to stop talking about it for a long time. So, yeah, Drummond beat us that game. We only lost by two. We had a chance to win at the end, um, but we lost. That's when we started 0 3. And I remember curling up into a ball in my room, just being devastated. I actually didn't leave for a few days. My wife was uh, very confused. But you know what? That's what the Pacers do to you when they lose. So, yeah, we lost the Pistons game. Do you have any takeaways from that? No, not really. Just. I'm segmenting away the first three losses of the season. I think a lot of it was chemistry stuff. Jet lag. 
Yeah, jet lag from being in India, Miles Turner from being in China and then India. Like, there's a lot of oh, stuff going dude, on. Oh, dude, I never thought about that. Yeah. my One of my overreactions later has to do with Miles Turner, and I might Ooh. have to rethink that. Yeah, we will get into Jack's overreactions in just a few minutes. And I have we some wanted, good ones. We wanted to talk a little bit about these games. Uh, the Nets game on Wednesday, I thought that was a really solid win for us. It was close down the stretch, and we pulled it out, which we really needed that. Yeah. Uh, Jack, did you have any thoughts on that one? I do. Uh, first of all, Kyrie Irving looked good, but I'm really glad that we beat the Nets because I love when Kyrie Irving has his mood swings and just ruins a team. I love that so much. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the news with that soon because Jeremy even told me this. Uh, Kyrie Irving apparently has already stopped talking to some of his teammates and the general management is nervous, right? Jackie McMullen had a report that he is already like segmenting himself away from the rest of the team sometimes. And I don't know. I feel really bad for the guy. I think there's some stuff going on that he he just needs to work out on his own and having to work it out in the public's eye is really rough. Well now you make me feel bad for what I said. I hope so. <laughs> um he's a good player, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love seeing team dysfunction and he really delivers on that for me. So that's all I have to say. I, I do hope he doesn't have any like deep-rooted mental disorders but why are we talking about this <laughs> why are we talking about Kyrie Irving right now we just we feel bad for the guy yeah okay so we beat the Brooklyn Nets handily we won by 10 we should have won by more it's, it's a lot closer than what it actually was but Sabonis had 29 Brogdon had 13 assists yeah which was awesome to see again um it's great to see Sabonis just like step up the season too he's the one when we need a bucket we go to him and when he can't score we go to Brogdon and I mean even I mean, we're going to talk about the Bulls in a minute, but TJ Warren looked good last night, too. Yeah, Sabonis has been a bit of a revelation. Like, the conversation for the past couple years has been who we trade, Turner or Sabonis. And I think Sabonis has really stepped into the, we can't trade this guy. Ooh, do you have a hot take for us? If you think we aren't trading Sabonis, what are you trying to say? If there's a trade, I think it's got to be Turner. Whoa, interesting, Jeremy. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about that later, too, in my overreaction. So. I'm glad you brought that up, but we'll save that for later. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. You got to keep listening now. Yeah. Next game was November 1st against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We were actually at that game. We were in the house. We were in the house. We got to meet some of you, too, and we loved it. So uh, to all you guys listening, if we met you, it's really great to meet you. But we were up high in the nosebleeds. And we had such a blast. Okay, Man. Saying we were we were front row of the balcony. Like, yeah, you're it, it right. Was, it was good seats. We had good seats. My nose was slightly bleeding. Fair. Not a, it wasn't a full on blood gush. In it my was nose. mostly due to the fact that the Pacers looked like a high school basketball team <laughs> for a lot of that game. <laughs> they did. Well, both teams did. It was bad. It was a rough game. So what I do want to say about that is TJ Leaf got the start, got two fouls within three minutes. Kevin Love ate him alive. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, TJ Leaf. And I'm, I know I'm being a little dramatic here, maybe, but that might have been the worst game I've ever seen by a player. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hot take. I don't know. I'd have to think about it, but it was, it was really bad. Yeah, but Kevin Love made him chopped liver, and TJ Leaf couldn't respond. But so. it led to something I've been hoping and waiting for since the beginning of the season, and that is Goga mm-hmm. coming in and putting in some really good minutes yep. on Friday night against the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, Brogdon, though, 25 points. Uh, Sabonis, 17 rebounds. Those those were our stars. Yeah, was, really thankful for those two, man. I don't know what we would do without them. I mean, well, I guess we didn't have Sabonis last night, and we responded, but... Yeah. I mean, Brogdon is holding this team together, it seems like. Yeah, he's he's definitely become a leader on the team. That's 
very obvious. Sabonis as well. He's he's a big uh, energy guy, as, along with Jakar Sampson off the bench. Man. Coming in and providing that energy. But Love to see Jakar Sampson. You know what I was really bummed about? I really want to see Alizé Johnson come in and put in some minutes, too. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd really love to see how he looks in-game, because in the preseason and G League, he can hit threes, which TJ Leaf can't right now. It'd be great to give some of TJ Leaf's minutes to Alizé Johnson going forward, just to, like, test him out, you know? I think there's a size concern with Alizé. Um, it's hard to find a matchup where he is going to succeed because he is really undersized. Yeah, definitely. But if he can keep on working and use that to his advantage eventually, hopefully. Yeah, I I just don't want him to be one of those players that we have for two years, never get to see really play in a real game situation, and then we don't have him anymore. We'll see. TJ Leaf, my perspective on him has changed a lot this season. And so you said we weren't going to talk about it. Oh, anymore. dang it, dude. Why do we keep doing this? You I keep guess, doing it. I guess we just like have so... I guess I have so many opinions about him, and... It's just, you know, heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. Anyway, ah, we're doing it again. Let's another, move on to the next game. Another guy that broke uh, Jack's heart on Friday was TJ Warren. He had his worst game of the season. Yeah, it broke my heart. But bounced back in a huge way on Sunday against the Bulls for 26 points, and he looked absolutely incredible last yeah. night. And what I will say about TJ Warren, and me and Jeremy disagree on this so much. We've talked about this too much. But TJ Warren does this thing where he goes, drives to the basket, pretty much has his back to the basket, starts to turn to shoot, and shoots while he's turning, and just looks like a bad shot every time. I don't like his shot selection. I think if he hesitated a little longer, he could get a better shot off and play the way that we expected him to. So I think he's just rushing it, um, not playing through his teammates enough and just kind of grabbing the ball and going. Yeah, this is our biggest disagreement on this team. TJ Warren, I think this uh, he can be a little bit more measured in the shot selection, and he can play with a little bit more control. Oh, so we agree. No, but <laughs> this is this is the player he is. 18 points a game last year playing this same exact style of driving, uh, turning, pivoting, sh- shooting. Like, this is the player he is. Um, so you're going to have to take the the some of the bad games along with these really good games. Man, it just seems like the unathletic guy at a rec center who is... Well, that's crazy. Well, he's... Hang on. <laughs> yeah, that does... Let me finish. Not saying it, Turner or that TJ Warren is the unathletic guy at at a rec center, but think about the unathletic guy at a rec center who's posting someone down low and doesn't know how to do a move, so they just jump, turn, and shoot. That's not him. It's not him necessarily, but that's what it feels like to me sometimes. So that's all I have to say. I loved his game last night. He looked a lot better. I think you're going to come to really enjoy him as a player this season. Man, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I think he will. I mean, we gave up a ton of cash for him, right? Yeah, like a million or less. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> wow, we could have used that to buy a new washing machine. <laughs> shout out Maytag. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Yeah, wait, hang on. Don't shout them out. <laughs> really shout out any washing machine brands who want to sponsor us eventually. Give us a call. Anyway, hey, Jeremy. But we do want to shout out uh, Primanti Brothers Sandwiches in Indianapolis. Provided a great pregame meal. So good. If y'all haven't been there, we don't get up to Indianapolis all that all that much, but... We really enjoyed it. So it was a really good sandwich. Shout out to them, dude. They put fries on their sandwich. They do. It was amazing. It was really good. I'm ready to go back. You want to drive up there and just go get a sandwich and come back? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that after the podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so that that's the last week. Um, we have looked so much better in the last three games. Well, two of the last three games, but three wins is three wins. So I'm gonna take it. Yep. All right, Jeremy. So it's really nice to be on a three game win streak right now. We're seventh in the East right now. It started off rough. It was I was in a dark place. I'm sure a lot of Pacer fans were too. But now that we're three and three, I feel like we're on the up. 
We're missing four key players right now, which is really rough. I mean, Oladipo, obviously. Miles Turner's out with that ankle sprain, which he's week to week, it says now, so we could miss him for a bit. Edmund Sumner is going to be reevaluated in three weeks for his yep. uh, finger. I don't. Was it a tear or a break? I can't it's remember. It's a fracture. A fracture. So fracture doesn't seem that bad, but when I mean when you're thinking about it, it's you use your hands in basketball. It's a break in your bone, and I mean this could be a big deal. Yeah. So, well, we're lucky he's not out for three months like Steph Curry is. Like, yeah, true. Good point. There. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully in three weeks we get uh, good results. They said there won't be surgery but i mean you never know with this stuff so we're hoping for the best with edmund sumner especially like i mean he looked really good to start the season also sabonis is out with that uh leg contusion which is just a fancy word for bruise yeah day to day so he he should hopefully be back soon yeah and apparently he hurt his knee or his leg during the bulls game and kept playing and put up some pretty good stats or i mean the Cavs game yeah we we actually i remember you saying he was limping at one point and we so jack noticed that um, I didn't think it was as big of a deal, but apparently it was. And you know me, like I, I have a good eye for uh, medical issues. So, salary wizard, medical wizard. Yeah, where does it end? <laughs> you just got it all going on. So yeah, uh, my, I mean, we've looked good the past three games. First three games were rough. Last three were great. So I expect good things going forward, and that actually leads to my first overreaction. Are you ready to do the overreaction? Se- I am segment? very excited for these. All right, so my first reaction according to me and might be an overreaction according to you so get ready to pump the brakes if it's out of control so my first reaction is pacers are gonna end 12 games into the season at nine and three i think we're winning our next six and here's why next game is at charlotte then we have home to washington wizards this is the only one i'm worried about we have home to the detroit pistons then we're away at orlando we're home against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then we're at Houston, which actually I'm kind of worried about that one. Yeah, I was going to pump the brakes on that game alone. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I honestly think since Houston, ha- I mean, they have Clint Capella, and we'll probably have Sabonis back by that point. Clint Capella, I think, is just a product of pick and roll and getting the ball. I don't think he ha- is the same type of player of un- as Andre Drummond, who's going to put up big stats against us no matter what. So but I think Sabonis can hold his own against Clint Capella. He's not the person you have to worry about on that team, though. You're right. So that's where I'm getting to. So James Harden and Russ have lost some games that they should have won recently. And, I mean, if the Pacers can keep rolling, if we win the next five and we go or we go visit the Rockets in Houston, like, I mean, if we're on an eight-game win streak at that point, like, who knows if we're clicking? So No, I'm with you. I think I don't, I don't think we're going to win all those games. Um, I can see us winning most of them for sure. Uh, you can't overlook the Thunder. They've been feisty this year. They're they're playing real hard. They're Shea Gilgis well. Alexander looks good. Yeah, uh, the Pistons have already owned us twice, so you really <laughs> no. can't discount them. <laughs> and then the Rockets, of course. Hopefully, we can get a minus forty six out of Westbrook. Yeah, hopefully, which is what he had against the Heat over the weekend. But uh, which that's what worst all time. Worst third, all time? third worst all time. Third worst all is time. I saw minus forty six. But yeah, for the month, for the whole month of November, we should be going into an easier stretch. Well, we, we I thought we had an easy stretch to start this season. Yeah. But we have been playing better. So we've got the Grizzlies a couple times. We have the Magic a couple times. Uh, yeah, it should be um, a lot brighter here going forward. Don't sleep on the Magic. I'm, I will. Okay, yeah, we're going to beat the Magic. <laughs> and if we don't, then I guess this was an overreaction, huh? Yep. All right. So what do you think? Overreaction, regular reaction? Slight overreaction. Really? I don't think we'll. I don't think we're gonna win all of them. I think we win most of them. For all sure. right, Jeremy. Next overreaction. You ready? Yep. 
I got TJ Leaf is tradable. <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's not even an overreaction. Yeah, That's I just, don't even want to talk about TJ Leaf anymore. So can tra- we just move on? Straight insanity. <laughs> get it out of here. Yeah, move on. I mean, we can get a second pick, right? No, we'd have to package a pick. Jeez, dude, that's wild. Okay, this one, I, I'm really into this right now. You ready? Yep. Turner is tradable now that Goga has reached level 21 and evolved into Go-Goat. <laughs> I, I, I like Goatka better. Oh, Goatka. Dang it, I messed that up again. <laughs> I keep calling him Go-Goat. Go-Goat. <laughs> someone messed, so someone commented on our last post and said Go-Goat, and now it's stuck in my head. Because Go-Goat is a Pokemon. Is it actually? Yeah. Thank it's you, a, Pokemon Wizard. Yeah, it's a Gen 5 grass type. Oh, well, I just made a Pokemon <laughs> reference or, to an actual sorry. Pokemon. Maybe Gen 6, but yeah, that's an actual Pokemon. Uh, Is that's it a goat? A, that's unforgivable. Is he a goat from Turkey? No, it's from the Kalos region. <laughs> Goga, also not from Turkey. I mean, Georgia. <laughs> from down south there in Georgia. Oh, coached by Tom Crean. <laughs> Uh, Jack is famously bad at accents, so please forgive him. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we actually, we should have talked about this when we were talking about the Bulls game, but Goga was amazing. Dude, he looks ready. In that game. He, this is what I've been saying this since the beginning of the season, is that Nate McMillan needs to be putting him in because we need that third big guy, and he is proving me right in a big way. I have really enjoyed watching him play in yeah. the last couple of games. Goga's been great. Um, we got to watch him against Cleveland, and he looked so good. I mean, it was really refreshing, too, because we had to watch TJ Leaf start against Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson just get whooped. Yeah. So then Goga comes in and just plays like a man. I mean, he's still, like, a little confused yeah, you in can, the NBA game. Like, he yeah, looks a little can, lost. Yeah, there was a video of... Last night against the Bulls when Malcolm Brogdon waved him off and looked angry. So yeah. then Goga stepped back to three, Brogdon drove, scored. You can see players still having to direct him around the court a little bit, which is fine. He's he's brand new to the NBA. You expect it from a guy. But he's playing like a guy who's going to be really good for a long time. Yeah, my favorite Southerner right now. Uh, I'm with you on Miles Turner's tradable. Also, there's a Bill Simmons thing for those of you who aren't familiar with Bill Simmons from The Ringer called the Ewing Theory, where the Knicks were better without Patrick Ewing for a season. Yeah. and I'm For wa- two seasons. For they two went to the finals twice. Yeah. Yes. I'm wondering if there's a little bit of a Ewing Theory thing here with Miles Turner, where Turner goes out and then the rest of the team really steps up and has been playing super well. So I, I don't know. It's a little early to say, but a little bit of a Ewing Theory potential there. I've actually thought about this, and I wanted to bring it up to you actually – Coming into the season, the big concern for Miles Turner and Sabonis was how are they going to play together? On defense, it was supposed to make sense, which it didn't at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Blame it on whatever you want. Maybe they just can't play together. But on offense, when you need to stretch the floor, Miles Turner can shoot threes, Sabonis can shoot threes, but I mean, they're not the type of guys who are going to stay out of the three-point line, and they're not a concern to drive from the three-point line either, so they're easier well, to guard. Sabonis less. I think Turner is a really great three-point shooter. Turner's a good floor spacer. Goga also very impressive from three. Yeah. So the thing with uh, Turner and Sabonis is like they pretty much play the same way where they're going to clog the lane um, a lot of times. So like our guards are going to have a harder time driving because their defenders, the Miles Turner and Sabonis' defenders are going to be down low to play defense. So the way the NBA has shifted is we need a big man who can shoot and stay outside the three-point line to alleviate some of the pressure down low. Yeah. So with Sabonis and Turner, our worry, which we've talked about, was how are they going to play together when they both are going to clog the lane? When Turner went out, we've gotten to see Jakar Sampson come in, and, I mean, TJ Leaf 
come in, but like we've had players well, fill expand, in at the four, like min- Justin Holiday, yeah, expanded minutes for Justin Holiday, T.J. Warren, Doug McDermott, Ben Bigger, a lot from Doug McDermott. Yeah. yeah, and it's cleared up space for Brogdon to drive. Last game, it looked good for T.J. Warren to drive. Jeremy Lamb's looked good as well, and Sabonis has had a lot to do um, down low because he's been getting the ball more. So yeah, I I agree with this Ewing theory thing. Sabonis is better in a pick and roll too because he's a much better like decision maker and a passer. And yeah. great post moves. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you can count on European players to have been in pick and roll systems like this for their entire lives. Like Goga is already really good at the pick and roll as well. Yeah. Even though he's from Georgia, the state. <laughs> All right. Enough of that joke. <laughs> so stupid. You want to know what my biggest concern about Goga was coming in from the draft? What was it? It said his favorite player all time is Zaza Pachulia. Well, I do hate Zaza Pachulia. I think most people hate Zaza Pachulia. So that that was tough. I was really not hopeful for Goga, but... If you haven't checked out Zaza Pachulia's modeling page... What? It's a thing. You're kidding. Nope. I will not check that out. <laughs> but thank you for bringing it up. Now I know to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. What the heck? So, yeah, uh, I think I'm ready to move on from Turner. Maybe we can get a good guard from the West, like maybe Drew Holiday oh, or something. Pump the brakes there. We don't, we don't need to move on from Turner. It's, if there's a trade to be made... I think he's he's the one. Well, see, I actually disagree. Well, I guess if there's a trade to be made, but I think we should seek out that trade to be made. That's what I believe. All right. I, I think we you. need to go out and get a good 3 and D wing who's a star and pair him with Oladipo when he comes back. That's my thought. I like it. And then we'll just start Goat at the center. Easy. Or come have him come off the bench for Sabonis. All right, you want my last overreaction? Yeah, I'm ready. Brogdon is turning into the best point guard we've had since Mark Jackson. And he may even be better. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Well, really? You don't think that's an overreaction? I don't know. Who who would be better than him? Mark Jackson. Well, you said since Mark Jackson. <laughs> but he may even be better than Mark Jackson, you know? Yeah, I think he's been a revelation at point guard. He's He's been super good. Yeah, I guess these aren't real great overreactions this week, huh? Mark Jackson can't score the ball like Brogdon can. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Mark Jackson can play defense, but Brogdon can play defense too. Brogdon can pass. I mean, Mark Jackson can too, but like, if Brogdon's better on offense, then what's that mean? Maybe he is better. Is is Brogdon the greatest point guard in Pacers history? I think you might be right. Whoa! I don't. He's not there yet, but uh, I think he's he's definitely on the way to being the best ever for us. For I mean, sure. historically, that's been our weakest position. Mark Jackson's our greatest point guard, right? Yeah, you got guys like Mark Jackson, George Hill. Uh, TJ Ford, Jamal Tinsley, like just it's not a great list of names. Yeah, TJ sure. Ford. If you throw TJ Ford into the top four, then well, we're famous for having TJs. I just wanted to include him, dude. In the way list. to put that together, I never thought about that. Jamal Tinsley on a short list of guys with five by fives. That is oh. true. Oh, yeah. interesting. Does anyone have that stat? That could be our new stat of this week. Well, we already got a Jonathan Bender stat. We'll yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll we'll save the Jamal Tinsley one for next week. Thanks for bringing that up, Austin. But yeah, there's just. We have we do not have a strong history of good point guard play, like George Hill and Mark Jackson are two of the best ones probably. And George Hill was better as a two guard. Yeah. So, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon has been really really good so far. Yeah, George Hill, who we got in our Kawhi Leonard trade. Yeah. Never forget. I tried to forget. <laughs> oh, sorry. Then let let's all try to forget. Yeah. So uh, we agree on that. Yeah. Your overreactions were not. They're just regular reactions, Yeah, huh? they're, they're just thoughts this Yeah, week. so uh, TJ Leaf being tradable is the only one we kind of disagreed on, huh? Yeah, 
for sure. I think that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next game, we have Charlotte on Tuesday, November 5th. I don't know if this podcast will be out by then, but that should be a game that we win. Uh, Charlotte's gotten some wins recently. I think they're ahead of us in the standings. They're 3-3 three and three as well, but I guess they have the tiebreaker, whatever that means. Yeah, they're they're not good, though. They're not good. Uh, well, they have the mighty Cody Zeller, who's averaging 13 rebounds a game right like now. Like I said, they're not good, though. <laughs> and then after that, we have the Washington Wizards in Indy on November 6th, which will be Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. But, Jeremy, do you have anything you'd like to add? Yeah, we'll have four more games to talk about with you all next week. We'll have some more fun games and stuff that we're going to play here. Oh, we got some good ideas. Yeah. We're rolling with ideas. So going forward, I mean, we got some good stuff. So stay tuned. Keep subscribing to this podcast. Follow at all.pacers. Yeah. Let us know uh, if you thought Jack's overreactions were overreactions or whatever. Just hit us up. We love hearing from you guys. Love it. All.pacers on Instagram. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your friends for sure. Yeah. We're trying to bring media and news into a market that that doesn't have that stuff. So uh, keep helping us grow and um, getting the word out about this podcast, and hopefully we can get there. All right. This is Jeremy with Jack and Breezy. We'll see you all next week. Peace out. all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent